0: hey hey you guys you are in for a treat today i am literally showing you the behind the scenes peek at what happens in our kingdom collaborators network now y'all i've been talking to you guys about kingdom collaborators network and that's our network where we get together as entrepreneurs and really mastermind and collaborate on how to elevate one another's businesses in a way that is non-transactional it's more about the relationship building because what we know is that as believers when we can get together and we start to build those relationships those relationships lead to long lasting business it builds that long that no like trust and you become top of mind for referrals for collaboration for stage swaps for podcast or for the next uh, guest speaker on somebody else's platform and you guys we literally mastermind we have guest segments where speakers come in and share their heart and really edify us as we are going to become the leaders who are ready to create that generational wealth and in this segment today we literally go through that as we have our special guest miss nikki cruz who is talking to us about the joy and blessing of doing business unoffended. How many of you have found yourself in that place to where you've been offended? You've been offended, you didn't mean to take offense, but you it offense was taken. Well, Miss Nikki Cruz, our joy-inspired joy junkie, goes into that because she really has a heart for empowering leaders in their business. And the reason why is because if you are a leader in your business and you are leading your team from a place of offense, you're leading your your church or organization, your ministry, whatever that is, from a place of offense, that becomes a roadblock in really moving the needle to the next level of business and so she really goes deep and really opens up your eyes to see some areas where you may be carrying some offense so this is going to be a really great segment for you to take notes so get those notes ready because she drops a lot of gems as she's going along this segment and it's probably going to be one where you're going to need to go back and listen to the replay because again there are so many gems that's dropped. If you are one of those people and you're like, you know what? I'm tired of doing business alone. I'm tired of being in the solo, the uh, working from silos and being that one where I'm the strongest, I'm the smartest, I'm the most resourceful in my group and I'm tired of it. Like I'm literally ready for someone to come alongside of me, a group of like-minded believers to come as- alongside of me where that's their iron sharpening iron then you want to join us in the kingdom collaborators network the link will drop it in the bio for you so you can in the show notes so you'll be able to grab that and join and y'all i've made it so economical for right now in this season all i can tell you is right now in this season as of october 2023 we have the novice level which is only 15 dollars a month to join 15 dollars, y'all a month and you get leaders. We coming together. We meet three times a month. Well, actually, you get two times a month at the novice level for fifteen dollars. And you're get we're working and masterminding and collaborating around your business. So if you want that level, you're in those beginning stages of your business, and you're like, okay, I'm I I need help. I need support, and I need it to be at an economical uh investment. Then you want to join there. If you're at a new season, you're at an up level season, or you're ready to up level your skills, you wanna join us at the elite level. And what the elite level is is gonna provide opportunities for you to get an additional coaching session with us where we take it even deeper on those mastermind and you get your questions answered personally you get to ask questions from our spe- uh our special guest that comes in and do segments you also have the opportunity to be featured and just like Miss Nikki Cruz on our podcast because we really only feature those who we partner with in some type of way this is a top 2% podcast and so as of this recording i know that those are going to go up i believe that by faith and so the thing about it is that we're going to get those additional opportunities to either be on our podcast or maybe even collaborate with us on our stage for our conference or maybe even you. We will highlight you as one of the speakers for something else that we're doing. You will be the top of mind uh, person that we go to and we add you to our directory and all of that good stuff. So that one is at only twenty five dollars. You guys, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I want you to think of this as not just like, oh, I'm just looking for speaking opportunities. No, look at this as collaboration because when you're, you know how to effectively collaborate that that creates a multiplication effect in your business. And so God told us to be fruitful and to multiply. And so we want to be effective in the way that we invest our time so that we are, and we invest our resources so that we are creating a multiplication effect. And this is good ground where you are able to create that multiplication effect and get help and resources and the support that you need to grow your business. So again, that link is going to be in the show notes. You can grab that. And y'all, I hope to see you over there. But until then, please do enjoy this amazing segment with Miss Nikki Cruz on the joy and blessing of doing business unoffended. Hit me up on social media and let me know what you thought about this segment. What's up, leader? Welcome to the Gifted Entrepreneur Show the dopest podcast on the planet that explores the world of Christian entrepreneurship and reveals secrets to unlocking your unique codes to create generational wealth. I'm your host, LaDondra Hervey, wife, mom, award-winning author, and Christian business coach who's excited to take you on a transformational journey of taking bold steps to unlock your unique gifts and pursue your entrepreneurial dreams with unwavering faith. Buckle up, it's time to make your dreams of creating generational wealth a reality. Hey everybody, we are in our KCN for the October. Y'all, we are in the fourth quarter. What is going on? A whole wonderful thing going on. I want to say a whole hot mess, but it's a whole wonderful thing. I because you know, it just came fast. Not that it's a bad thing, it just came so fast, but you guys, I know that you have been diligently preparing and doing and following the Lord's leading and his heart and his plans. And I pray that you guys are not coming from a place of pressure, but truly coming from a place of purpose as you are preparing for your fourth quarter and going into the next quarter i y'all i'm super super excited about today's guest speaker and what we're doing with kcn because this woman here like i i hear i mean she's been in our programs and like she's even before our program she just had this just radiant joy and about her like whatever room she steps in it doesn't matter if it's online If it's in person, if it's or post, like you're going to feel joy exude from the amazing Nikki Cruz. And so she's going to be talking to us about one of her pillars that she teaches in her wonderful program. And her topic tonight is going to be the joy and blessing of doing business unoffended. Don't get that. The joy and blessing of doing business unoffended. And y'all, this is a phenomenal topic to be stepping into because I do strongly believe that we are stepping into another level of kingdom collaboration into this next year. And one of the things that's part of that next level of kingdom collaboration is us releasing that spirit of offense. And sometimes you don't even know that you're walking in a fence. It can be a silent little critter that just shows up and you're, you're just operating in it and you don't even know why. So today Nikki is going to talk to us about some ways that we can overcome that. And I, y'all told her to just let the Holy spirit move. So she's not going to be coming for many fancy you notes. Know, she's really going to be allowing the holy spirit to move in and through her and i know that you're glad because they're going to get so much out of this so even when you watch the replay be ready with pen and paper because she like drops these like sneaky wisdom bombs that like come up and you're like oh let me go write that down like that was so good so get ready for a phenomenal session Nikki, welcome. Welcome to our Kingdom Collaborators Network
1: as our guest speaker tonight. Thank you so much. And thank you for the opportunity to speak and share something that is so close to my heart. Joy is my thing. It is so close to my heart. But the things that limit our joy are also close to my heart to share about. Mm. Because often we don't want to look at the things that take away joy from our lives and I'm a firm believer that nothing can steal your joy you can only surrender it Mm. you know joy is yours it's in us and when we see that the joy is dissipating in our lives we get to look at all the different things that it might be leaking out through but it's always there and for those of you who don't know me I'm known as the joy junkie and I have this incredible testimony of miraculous healing. That's not why I have joy. I have joy because I serve an awesome, mighty God. And yes, he enhanced that joy in my life. But before I even got there, I had spent years strapped into a wheelchair. And I had so much faith that God was going to heal me. And a neurologist turned around to me two and a half years ago in January and said, You're never going to walk again. And I was angry. God, how can you do this? God, I've, I've been faithful. God, I know better. I know I've done well. See the emotions that were coming up? The pride, the anger, the bitterness. And then I start to feel God, I'm never going to do anything for you again, that unforgiveness. And those are four of the five sins that go along with being offended. You see, I was offended at of God. What? Nobody gets offended with God. Yes, we do. Every time we feel He hasn't done what He should have or what His promises said, we're offended with Him. And that's Not the easiest thing to admit, but let's be honest with ourselves and let's then take it to God and humble ourselves because my healing began when I humbled myself. But then you know what? Then I did the, oh, I should have known better pride. Oh, can I let go the sin of being offended with God, the unforgiveness? Then I became bitter about it. And again, now I was offended with myself. Now, come on. Can you guys tell me you've never been offended with yourself? I didn't do it right. I didn't meet my business goals. And those are the two areas that we so often forget. We so often forget that. We can be offended at ourselves and we get to forgive ourselves. And we do get offended with God. And we get to forgive ourselves for that. So I'm going to start off by telling you what the five sins that are associated with offense are judgment, that's self judgment, pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, and anger. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, we all know that we step into those things on a regular basis. And one of the roots of those is offense. And when we recognize that, we get to stop and look at what is the root of that emotion. And hey, I've been triggered and got offended by something somebody said. And the feelings that came up, the anger, had nothing to do with them because it trickled back to an area of unforgiveness that was so deeply buried. And instead of being angry with the person, we get to go before God with gratitude and say, thank you for showing me. Thank you for helping me find out where that came from. And my question to you is, what do you understand? By the term being offended. And I thought I had this all together. And one day God just dropped it on me. And it said. When you're standing. In offense. You are not extending the grace of God. To whoever you are offended with. Now that's kind of a tall order. Okay. But. Our lives As leaders, as women, but most of all as Christians, as kingdom women, is to be led and modelled after the life of Christ. And he was never offended. He didn't even not act out of offence. He was never offended. And here's a bit of a wiser. You know that when when Judas betrayed Jesus, it wasn't about the money. Judas was the son of Simon. Remember that guy who Jesus went to his house? And Mary Magdalene came in, washed his hair, washed his feet with her hair. And Simon, I don't know whether he was a Pharisee or Sadducee, Do you know the difference between a Sadducee and a Pharisee? Well, a Pharisee thinks he knows what's going on. A Sadducee is just so sad, you see. All right, now you know the difference. (laughs) Okay, so, and Jesus, and he criticized Jesus for letting this woman wash his feet. And Jesus turned around and said, you did not even welcome me in your home with a kiss. That was Judas's father. Do you remember what happened in the garden of Gethsemane? He walked up and he said, hey, you wanted a kiss? I'll give you a kiss. And he betrayed him with a kiss. That was rooted in offense. Do you see how far offense can take us from where we should be? How it can divide us from the love of God? So, well, what? yeah, that's great. I know all of the stuff that's in the Bible. What's it got to do with my business? I believe that as kingdom woman, as leaders in your groups, in your community, in your family, you get to stand with the same personality in your business as in your home. God does not want you to be different in one to the other. And if God calls us to live unoffended, in our personal lives he calls us to live unoffended in our business and just the same way that standing in offense can block our access to the blessings of God in our personal lives it does the same in our business well where am I getting this all from two places the first is scripture and the second is the conviction of God but I heard one of my mentors Patricia King speak on living unoffended and she's got a book out called um living unoffendable and it is a very very powerful book and the more i listened to her speak on this on offense the more i resonated with how i had been in areas of offense in my life that i needed to switch over and give over to god but here's some scriptures they don't use the word offense The very powerful scriptures to help you stay and live unoffended. We all know this one 1 Corinthians 13, verse 5 love keeps no record of wrongs. How can you honestly love somebody when at the same time you are holding something against them? As businesswomen, we have clients, we have partners, we have relationships. If you are holding something against those people and not operating in the fullness of the love of the Lord, that's going to get in the way. You are keeping a record of their wrongs. Proverbs twelve sixteen tells us, fools show their annoyance at once. You ever had that problem? Because I sure have. But the second half of that, but the prudent overlook an insult how often do we feel insulted by something somebody says or does or doesn't do very often we take offense at something that's a straw man it's not real Their motive was not to get at you and one of the reasons why we end up getting stuck in offense is because we don't communicate If you're upset at something, talk to people. And that will shift the atmosphere. It will shift your attitude. And it will bring you so much freedom as to what next steps to take. Proverbs 18, 19, the first time I heard this, I was in a place where I was really hurting. And it says, a brother wronged is more unyielding than a fortified city. Disputes are like the barred gates of a citadel. Well, I thought, oh, that's great. I'll have these huge walls around me and I'll be so safe inside. Why? Because I was offended by somebody. You know, there's something about being behind those walls. Not only are you safe inside because nobody can reach you, you can't reach anybody outside. And as kingdom leaders... We're called to stretch beyond those walls. Another one. Don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Galatians 6 verse 7. You think of those five sins of offense. If you're harboring bitterness, what are people going to sow back into your life? Bitterness. Unforgiveness. Pride. All of those things, do you really want those coming back at you? Because not only God's law, but the, well, God's law that he's turned into the natural law of sowing and reaping. What you put out will come back to you. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will will reap eternal life. Are you so worried about yourself that you make that fleshly move of putting walls up? Of holding offense against others? That that's what you're going to get back? Or are you prepared to trust God to give you that freedom of spirit? That's going to give you the most incredible fruit in your life and in your business. And another one you are all very familiar with, Matthew 5, verse 44. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray to those who persecute you and pray for those who persecute you. You know, most of the time when we take offense, and please note offense is not given, offense is taken. When we take offense, it affects us more than anybody else. Because half the time they don't know they've offended us. And we do what we think or we pretend we think is the most pious thing and go and say to somebody else, were you upset by that? Did you think that was an appropriate comment? Or this is what happened? What are we opening the door to? Slander, gossip. It is so easy to be offended and want to be justified in your offense that you open the doors to gossip. Now, these are very personal attributes, but it's exactly the same for your business. Do you really want to be standing in the place of business where, because a client shortchanged you, probably by mistake, you cut off that line of business? That just, that really is something that clouds your joy so strongly. Whereas if you communicate, you can then set up boundaries. Because living unoffended doesn't mean you don't get to have boundaries. But something we often do with boundaries is we set them up in anger. We set them up in hurt. Those are not the boundaries God told us to build. He told us to build boundaries based on love. And when you build boundaries based on love, even if the other person doesn't know about it, that it's in love, it's so much more beneficial for them and for you. So you may be finding in your business, you may be finding that you you can't just keep giving and giving and giving. It's time for you to set boundaries up in love. Not to sit quietly and be offended. Or not to go around the corner and talk to the next coach about the person. I think when you come across your own spirit of offense, that is one time where you get to go and sit independently with God. Because our businesses, we partner with God. He is The CEO, he's the one who's given us the blueprint, the plan, the action. He walks with us through it. Take him those areas where you're offended. We don't get to hide away in shame because we're offended because he knows anyway. So I don't know what you know when Adam was running around and he said, Adam, where have you been? Do you really think God didn't know where Adam was? Of course he knew where he was. But he wanted Adam to come forward and be honest with him. God knows when you're offended. He sees your offense. He understands far more than you do how it got to that point. Take it to him and help him unravel what's there. And with all of that, with all of that being said, a couple of things that come out of offense just because we we do, we want to protect ourselves, we stop trusting God to protect us. We begin to gossip. We begin to try and justify ourselves. And in that comes that sin of judgment. We start judging and we start fortifying our argument against it. So when do we get to be offended? Sorry, you don't. You do not get to stand in offense against any man. You get to be offended by circumstances, by situations. You don't get to stand in offense against any person. And I so clearly remember a story Patricia King told where she was going on a mission to start an organization that was fighting sex trafficking and she went to Thailand and she was in a restaurant and there was an older gentleman there with a very young Asian woman and he had obviously paid for her for the night and with all this emotion she had towards sex trafficking she was so offended at watching this and at this guy and thinking how disgusting how could he do that and God said you don't know his background his circumstances or his story now are you going to turn around and love him the way i love him as a child of god or are you going to sit here and judge him and i've never forgotten that story because we do that so often we do not get to stand in offense against any person we do get to stand in offense Against circumstances. Sex trafficking you can be offended by. But even the sex trafficker is a child of God. And you can draw boundaries in what of that you will allow to affect your life. But you still get to treat him as that beloved son of God. Now with that attitude, doesn't that change how you make decisions about who's in your business? About who you partner with? And the joy of being in business with God is that you get awesome fruit from it. It's fruitful. Do you want to stand in the fence and get rotten fruit? Because that's what you'll get. If you start standing in that place where you judge people, you stand in the place of pride. Well, they should have done this. They should have done that. That's what will happen. But not only does the fruit get damaged, the tree itself gets damaged. And when you begin to gossip or share with other people an offense that you stand in, it's contagious. Suddenly they become offended. And then the next person's offended. And then they're justifying their offense because they don't know where their offense came from. And you go in an entire circle pouring out one bit of offense on the other, you never have the right to stand in offense. And when Jesus hung on that cross, he still wasn't offended. And we want to have hearts like him. Now, can you imagine if you could get away with having a life without those five sins in? Pride, bitterness, anger, judgment. And our forgiveness. Wouldn't that make life much easier? So let's start working on it. Let's start asking God to open our hearts to live unoffendably. Because when you choose not to have offense in your life, when you choose to live unoffendable, and Coach LaDonda said it earlier, It's one of my pillars of joy, because I believe that to have joy, we get to tame our ogres. And the first pillar, the O, is offence, to live unoffendable. Practically, what is the joy in that? What are the blessings we see from that? Think how much clearer you could handle things if you weren't coming from a place of offence. You wouldn't be wondering, is this the right thing to do? Is that the wrong thing to do? Well, there's all this other stuff creating mud where water should be clear. That is the joy that you will have. What is the blessing that comes from that? So peaceful, so much easier to do things. Another blessing that comes from doing your business unoffended. It will open the door for new opportunities because you would have closed those doors otherwise. And people will not see you in this icky light. They will see that you are reasonable because they don't understand why you're offended when you take action coming from a place of offense. You will have so much peace. You will have so much joy because you have the clarity of coming from that alignment and that integrity that God has poured into you that you would otherwise have thrown out just because you were offended. And when I say just because you're offended, I don't belittle your offense. I don't belittle your offense. I do say it's not of God. And if you want God to bless you and to bless your business, you want to live the way He's calling you to live. So start. If you haven't before been aware that you're offended, start looking for it. I have a client who lives daily in offense. She lives with her family, they ignore her, she's in their basement. And it's really, really not a good situation. And she is the person of all my clients I've seen transform the most because she's chosen to combat the offense. And in fact, she taught in one of our communities on offense last week. She woke up the next morning. She said, you will not believe what just happened. I was so offended because nobody commented on and she said of course I was offended that's what I just thought of but you know what because she understands the sins that represent offense she could nip it in the bud she could shift that atmosphere quickly when we accept things and think it's okay to live that way we don't make the effort to change it And we had a good giggle about it. And she carried on with her day from a totally different perspective because she knows enough to now choose to step out of the fence and to continue living unoffendable. And the pride aspect of offense, it's not all about us. It's not all about us. Very often, people who offend us are in a hurting place. And that's where we get to stop and say, Lord, show me their hearts. Show me how to love them. Instead of just having my emotions riding high. Let me love them the way you would. And I can tell you, when you live a life that's in alignment with the Father heart of God, you will reap the blessings. So I hope that helps you with a little bit on offense. It's this huge subject. I love to talk about it. I've had to overcome it. And in fact, I first heard that story about Judas being the son of Simon the night that I was healed. The night that I was healed and I chose, God, I want to lay down any offense I've got. Up until then, God had managed to heal a whole lot else in me because I'd allowed him to. He can do what he wants when he wants, but he's not going to do it without partnering with you. So if you have hurts that are hindering the way you behave, if you think it's okay for you to be hard or have a certain approach to business, and that is not godly, and it's as a result of hurt, chances are, You're offended and you get to give that to God and say, God, take these ashes and turn them into something beautiful.
0: Wow, that's so powerful. Thank you so much for imparting that wisdom into us. So many wisdom bombs dropped and I really, you know, one of the things that I took away and we're going to open it up here in a moment for Q&A so if you guys have like some questions that you want to ask Nikki on then um, we'll open it up for that but some of the things that I took away is that what doesn't get healed gets transferred so the father Simon was offended and that offense passed down to his son and so he was operating from something that was a generational chain or generational stronghold that hadn't been dealt with and it ultimately led to betrayal and his own son's death right but the thing about it is that I love that you talk about it from the standpoint of not only from the dealing with the root of it but then also how to heal from it and walking into the blessing of it and so another thing that you said was offense is not given it's taken." That's so good, because a lot of times you don't even know that the other person on the other end don't even realize that you're offended, but you took offense, and you really said something powerful that we it was like you were talking about that one of the reasons we get stuck in offense is because we don't communicate, yeah. and that communication piece we're holding it in, and it's like I remember because it one of the things that I Work with my children on especially my daughter, because she is easily offended because she just you know it's like, well, why would they do that to me right and so we we walk through these different things with her friendships, and so one of the things I'm like, you gotta communicate because if they it's a lot of times they don't even know that you took it that way, and so you gotta give the person on the receiving end an opportunity to speak and to communicate and you to uh, the opportunity to express like when you said this this made me feel this way because that may have not been the person's intention but you took offense to what they said so that was a powerful nugget and then um the last one that i'll say is that that living unoffended doesn't mean We don't set boundaries, but just recognizing that those boundaries should be set in love. That's really powerful, not from a place of offense. Okay, I'm putting a wall up because I'm offended. So I'm never going to talk to you or I'm going to make this decision. But no, I'm doing this from a place of love. And I'm doing it from love for myself and for you. So this is benefiting both of us from that point. And I'm coming from it from a place of a healed heart. And I think that when you can come from a deal with offense from that place and set those boundaries from that place, then you're going to, you're not going to destroy a relationship. And, you know, because if something happens, that's on that other person's end but you know you've done everything to make sure that it was a healthy relationship or closure to that relationship or whatever needed to take place um and i said that was the last one but let me just say this i like that you said i don't be you you're not belittling the offense because a lot of times people are like well you don't know what i've been through and you don't know like how that went for me and my story you don't know and none of us know but god knows and he knows the, the the root behind it and he knows how to get you through it. So is it going to be more important for you to hold on to that offense or is it more important to get healed and get to a place of feeling whole and healthy and getting back to a place to where you feel hope again and you can walk in the blessings of the Lord, see the blessings of the Lord. Bring, bring it bring it it asks no sorrow they ask no sorrow so that includes the no sorrow of bitterness and all the things that you talked about and so my question to you Nikki uh before we open it up for Q&A is if a person had found themselves walking in the five, five sins of of offense they're in judgment they're in pride they're in unforgiveness they're in bitterness they're in anger like they're feeling these things what would be one main tip that you would give them to really empower them to the to start the process of dealing with that offense or walking out of that offense? And you know, because you say you you gave us a lot of things, and these are ways we can recognize it. But how can we walk out? And what is the first step we can
1: take? I will tell you honestly. I believe the first step is to take your heart to the foot of the cross because God is not offended with your errors. God is not offended with the decisions you've made. And as you do that, you learn to walk with God. And as you you start to forgive. And forgiveness doesn't necessarily start by walking up to somebody and saying, I forgive you. Forgiveness starts with a heart of love and understanding for the other person. And that, although very spiritual, is the biggest tip I can give you. Examine your heart and try and look and see where somebody else is coming from. What their motivation may have been, right or wrong, so that you can have the compassion. But you do get to communicate. Actually, setting up some form of communication is the more practical tip. But don't try and communicate until you've taken your heart to God. yeah, Because you're hurt and your communication will come across. And just something I didn't say earlier is remember that if you try and address offense, you are not responsible for anybody else's offense or their response to you. That is their problem. They get to take that to God. You are answerable to God. You are answerable to your business for your behavior, not theirs. Yeah. And staying out of judgment is the hardest part of that. And we all we we are offended all the time, every day. We get to learn to recognize it, so we can we can shift it, we can change it. And we get offended about the most ridiculous things. And it's usually because it's an attack on our pride. Mm -hmm. Like you say, your daughter, why would they do that to me? Why would they do it to me? Mm -hmm. Driving along in the traffic. Somebody pulls in front
0: of you. Nikki, I was like, why would they get in my lane like that? Yes, that's where I'm getting offended.
1: (laughs) Pride, that is just pure pride. What about at church or in your business where somebody doesn't want to take your offer or you get passed over for a contract? Mm -hmm. You're offended. Why didn't they choose me? Why did somebody else get elevated before me? That's pride. And you build up this anger and you have these emotions that don't serve you. And if something doesn't serve you, doesn't serve your business maybe for a day maybe for a moment but not in the long run and you're going to get rotten fruit
0: I just have one more quick question what if my offense is against God because if my offense is against God it's not going to be easy for me to take that to the altar I don't want to talk to God because I'm I'm offended at God like Why have you left me? Why am I getting looked over for all the blessings? Why are everybody else getting healed? Why are other people having kids? Why are other people's businesses flourishing and mine is not? Why God, why? I'm upset. Why did you take my child? Why God? So
1: what would a person do in that situation? I was very fortunate in that. I was connected to people and I was angry with God. I didn't even want to ask him about why I was now stuck in this wheelchair. I'd had faith. What was his problem? And I had people who turn around and and pointed out to me that, um, number one, God never has a problem. Therefore, the problem is on the other end. But also help people go to people who can point you to scripture that will support the fact that God has the best for you. And that regardless of what circumstances you're in, you get to praise him and you get to have gratitude. Because not only does that heal the offense, it heals a whole lot more in your life. And it was until the day when I said, God, whether I'm in a wheelchair or walking, I will walk out what you have called me to. And it was that surrender to God. You have to trust him. Nobody else can do that for you. So you get around people you trust. And that's why it's so important. And I think particularly in business, very often we have our business life over here and our church life over here. And the two don't cross. You get to have people who can talk Christ into your business so that you can understand that God has the best for your business. Because if God has the best for your business, that's part of God having the best for you. And it may not look the way you want it to. And you've got to be in community to have that. And for me, over the last year, it's been the program with Coach LaDonda and Coach Dawn. It continues to be in this kingdom network where other people can say, hang on, what about this? What about that? When I don't want to hear it. Because when we're offended and angry, we don't want to hear it. We want to be right. And when somebody is highly offended, that is the most difficult time To explain to them that your hard words to them are out of love but they are and that's why we get to tap into information like this when we're not in that place and if you think back you will realize that God has equipped you to deal with those things does that kind of answer your question yeah,
0: that that answered my question. And I appreciate you for answering that question, because I, I know that that I mean, even for the most Christianist person, Christianese person that I know, I have seen it all. And I've seen where they're like, I've been in church, I've been at lead pastor and I, you know, had all this faith, but God, you you left me, you forgot me and I'm offended and I feel some type of way. And sometimes we just have to, like you say, one of the important things is coming back into community and getting around a circle of people that can elevate us and lift us up when we can't lift ourselves up or don't even want to, because sometimes you just don't even want to because you're you're that offended and getting some people that can intercede on your behalf and to walk the journey when you are weak. And then I will just say, trusting that, all things are really working together for your good. It may not feel like it. It may not feel like it, but all things are working together for your good. And, you know, I was reminded as you were speaking about the scripture when um, I can't remember if it was the one that getting up and walk, walking and um, God said, do you want to be made whole? And so there were some things that he had to deal with to even have, shift his belief to become to be made whole. And part of his belief could have been rooted in offense. Why is everybody walking and, and I can't walk? If you hold on to those kind of things, then it's going to be a barrier to you walking in the blessings of the Lord. But for you, you make the decision to say, you know what? If he healed me, he healed me. Or if he don't, either way, I still trust him. And so that became the thing that made you whole from the inside. And when you became whole on the inside, you became whole on the outside. And one day you just walked up out that wheelchair miraculously. And that's how you activate miracles in your life. Even when you don't see it, you just, you still believe despite, still believe. And so your story is such a testimony to that because you could have chose to stay bound, but you you, you decided, you chose to be liberated in your mind. You chose to be, deliver, de, be li, de, delivered and liberated in your faith. And that was the thing that broke the chains and the bounds off of your mind and you walked. And so there's something, and you use this term all the time, like you say that you may not be bound to a wheelchair, but what else? are you bound to? And so, so many of us are bound in different areas of our business and that we don't even recognize. And it could be because it rooted in that offense. We're carrying all this stuff. We're carrying shame. We're carrying anger, bitterness, judgment, all these different sins. So Nikki, what I want to ask you is if a person is in that place and then what would be, how can a person um, start to walk this journey with you? What is What programs do you offer um, to help a person in who's found themselves in that, this situation um, to elevate? Well, Before
1: I tell you that, I'll tell you, I talk about a joy jar all the time and all your joys in that joy jar. But if you've got it clouded with a fence, when you stick your hand in there and you take your hand out, it's got all the slime all over it and those joy gems. Don't show anymore. So in my program, I teach people how to walk with the four pillars of joy so that they can pull out beautiful, shiny joy gems that are going to reflect on the whole world. They empower them. They empower other people. And I have a number of different programs. The two that are my favorite is What's in Your Hand and Joy with What's in Your Hand one program but when you know what you've got and you see how God can use it it serves for you to be a blessing to others and it blesses you and if you can't if you contact me at info at joyinspired.com is my email or you can connect with me on messenger Nikki Cruz just the way you see it there and I also do a three-month program The What's in Your Hand is six weeks. My three month program is a group program and it's called Empowered Through Joy. And it's geared towards leaders. Who's a leader? You are. If you're here and you're seeking after God to this level, you're a leader. And if that doesn't work for you, if you want to do more intense joy work because you want to shine even brighter, The most amazing program is the one-on-one program where we get to walk together side by side and we get to look personally and in business how you can elevate your joy to impact the kingdom in the most powerful way possible.
0: I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for being here and imparting your wisdom for us. sis. I'm going to get ready to stop this recording and then we're going to take a moment to see if there's any other questions um, that as we get ready to wrap up.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. And if you're watching on the replay, don't hesitate to reach out. And I love to give joy, joy, joy gems. And if you're having a bad day, I'm always there for a 60-minute pep talk to get you up and going. But more than that, book a call. (laughs) Did that episode feel
0: juicy or what? If so, please do me a favor and take 30 seconds to write a review. Your review helps us to spread the mission of creating generational wealth around the world. And if you tag me on IG stories, I'll be sure to reshare the love. And don't forget to join our Kingdom Collaborators Network, where we're coming together to intentionally collaborate to grow our business. Until next time, remember, for with Christ, nothing is impossible.